2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Merkson, a.k.a. Full Metal Merk. And we're Full back again back. for another week of news. And Big week. And things. Yes. Huge, huge week. Lots of stuff happened this week. I know. It was a long week, but not in a bad way, to me, at least. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. But uh, yeah, let's let's check in. What has been going on with you this week, Derek? Let me know. Catch yeah, me up. Catch so, the people up. Yeah, this week, man, I've just been hustling my little butt off, man. I have not really been resting. I've just been posting and sourcing and posting and sourcing. And, mm. Ooh, I am a tired baby, but that is okay <laughs> because the early bird gets the profit, and that is what I am about to put food in these bellies over here in the Murkison household. Besides that, I did actually, while I was thrifting stuffed, I found a brand new Animal Crossing bed set. Mm. And it was a twin size. So I was like, oh my God, Nora would love this so much. So I bought it, brought it home. She's like, oh, you got me a surprise, daddy. <laughs> Say, yeah, baby, I got you this Animal Crossing bed set. Mm. She loves it. It's, uh, it's got Tom Nook, Timmy and Tommy, and uh, what is her name? Isabel? Isabel, yeah, and Isabel on it. So she, she's in love with that thing, man. Because she actually wants to sleep in her bed now, so that's great. She's been sleeping in her bed, but now she's like, ooh, I want to go get in the bed. She's excited about it now, so mm. that's good. Like I mentioned last week, 15% off my eBay store, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. That sale is going through the- Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, through the 14th of February. So if you've got a special someone that you want to get something gamey or toy or electronic-y, then you go hit up that eBay store for that 15% off. Okay? Do you still have that Spider-Man bank? Yes, I do. And I actually <laughs> have not listed that yet. <laughs> like, I, I slack on that. but Yeah, you need to list that. That's the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Right. You know what? Wait, but better. That's right. You play that. That gets the mood going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't wait Wedding to smash. Everywhere. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. Man. That's right. <laughs> Look at that ass. I want to flip that ass. Turn around. I want to get a look at that ass, girl. <laughs> I'm gonna swing from the ceiling. Ooh. <laughs> that's uh i bet i bet it gets it gets buck wild think about spider-man not with mary jane she's like a regular human but think about spider-man with black cat and what that situation is like them leaping all over the place playing grab ass with with two super powered individuals although black cat i, I don't does she have superpowers or is she like um, a bat is she like a batman uh i think she has like heightened and, reflexes enhanced enhanced reflexes yeah, mm, yeah. okay but yeah, other than that, I don't think so. Yeah. Wow, how do we get here? How do we get here? Superheroes boning. Wow. Superheroes boning. Just, we're mere minutes in. We have to cool it off. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, sounds good, actually. It's it's funny you mention betting for Nora, because I have kind of a bed-related story for Ben. And also, okay. I have been super busy this week, but it is not near as lucrative. Uh, I'm not going to make probably <laughs> a ton of money off of it or anything, but... We'll get into what's been keeping me occupied, so to speak. So, trying to think what else happened this week. <laughs> and by trying to, I mean there's so much. Where do we start? Right. Dave Chappelle, famous comedian, 
Avid I'm rich, biatch. <laughs> avid smoker. So yes. his lungs probably aren't the best. Yeah, he got the COVID, mm. unfortunately. So as far as I know, like the most recent news highlight says that he's still asymptomatic as far as I know. But of course, he's quarantining. He immediately canceled the remaining shows he had in Austin. It's hard to say when he got it, but I see a lot of photos from the shows of him just arms around Elon Musk and Joe Joe Rogan, a bunch of other people, no mask. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And he was doing daily testing, he and his team. And everybody was doing like on-site testing that went to the shows or whatever, which at $350 a ticket, they better be doing that shit. I almost kind of want to pay that just so I can get tested faster than I would if I go to CBS. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it just goes to show you this virus is aggressive. People need to take it more seriously. I don't know how else we can reiterate that shit. So I hope he's going to be okay. Like I said, he is a smoker, so I'm a little concerned for him, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that. And again, he's rich, so he'll probably be sucking on stem cells until he gets better. You know, that's just they live in a different world. (laughs) (laughs) It's just strawberry flavored stem cells. Yikes. (laughs) But I mean, that's that's what kept Trump alive. Let's see, what else? So, the inauguration was this week, yeah. and lots to talk about. People wearing purple and solidarity of unity, because apparently that's what happens when you mix red and blue. I don't know. I didn't stay awake in art class. And <laughs> uh, Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris looking like Melina and Katana meeting up. Looking uh, fly, too. Looking fly. Everybody looking fly. The flyest, yeah. though, which was the flyest under the radar, I think, was little old Bernie Sanders. Oh, man. My man, man Bernie. Bernie. My man, Bernie. (laughs) Bernie Sanders did not look fly in the traditional sense. He wore the jacket he always wears. He's got that one good jacket. He -hmm. wore that same blue mask that we all have access to. He He had some jacket. Yeah, because (laughs) because he's a down nerve type dude. He had mittens that a school teacher in Vermont made him and they were huge. And he sat in his little chair, social distancing, and he attended the show. And you could you could tell clearly he had other shit to do that day. <laughs> this right. wasn't his only stop on the tour. Mm-mm. Someone snapped a picture of him cross-legged sitting in his chair all by himself. And it just annihilated the internet this week. Yeah. Uh, memes everywhere. Cool. Yeah, you sent me one today where he replaced the top of Anima <laughs> from yeah. Final Fantasy X, which I do love. That is one of the best. I had shared one where he was sitting in Sang Shung's chair across yeah. from Michelle Obama and and uh, Kamala Harris like it was Mortal Kombat, which was really good. We were mm-hmm. talking about Spirited Away memes. I like it because yes. there's still some kids out there. They're like, who is this? And they're like, that's the greatest center that, that ever lived. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to it's see. Crazy. There's literally thousands probably of memes. Yeah. It's Twisted T. To the umpth degree. <laughs> yeah, no, this this kicks Twisted T right in the ass. I love it. One of the best stories I've heard coming out of this, this is really cool. Uh, Bernie and his team decided to put the picture on sweatshirts and sell them online. They immediately sold out in all sizes, and he took 100% of those proceeds and donated it to Meals on Wheels in Vermont. Cool. Just the type of dude he is. My man, Bernie. How much money do they make, do they say? I, you know, I didn't check on that. Some people were okay. like criticizing, going, oh, you're using capitalism, socialist. And I'm like, yes, the redistribution of wealth to those who need it. The most right. capitalistic of endeavors. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Call it whatever you want it. If you're for it, then be for it. That's all I'm saying. Right. But yeah, you want no. These people to eat or no. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like he, 
started a big business with it and then started exploiting workers and then like gave a small portion of it so people would back off and say he didn't help anybody out that's capitalism as fuck so shit man fucking what's his name jeff bezos makes what two thousand dollars every two seconds so when he drops a million on this or that people are like that's a lot of money really isn't (laughs) so right (laughs) uh anyways that's a whole other thing. But no, I'm, I'm actually really uh, been really pleased to see it. It's been a little bittersweet because in my heart, I feel like he should have been the one swearing on a giant ass Bible. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think but. he's going to do a lot of good as budget chairman. Right. Mm-hmm. And speaking of a lot of good, I will be fair and say that Biden has, has done a lot of good this week. He had launched a flurry of executive orders. He stopped the construction of the Keystone Pipeline that was going to destroy the environment. And nice. the border wall, that racist ass monument to the the guy we had before, I can't remember his name. He signed executive Thumpy, order. I think Thumpy, probably Thumpy. He stopped Thumpy's exodus from the World Health Organization. So we're staying staying in there, which is good during a pandemic. I feel like right. uh, we're going to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. That's happening in thirty days, and he removed the Muslim ban, among other things. He's got like a flurry of coronavirus response things he's working on too. So. Ooh. Again, some things I don't agree with him on. Some things I think he's not going far enough. He's already coming to the table with a compromise, that whole $1,400 thing. But I'm letting that slide because I'd be kind of a stubborn fool if I were to say that things are not better. They could be even better, better. Like, I I, I dream of a world that we can have somebody like Sanders, who's just 100% for us and not at the mm-hmm. expense of compromise for corporations or Republicans. But right. I'll take what I can get at this point. It's been four years of just nonsense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mentioned last week we were getting a fence built. I think I mentioned that. Or I mentioned that at some point. But anyways, our fence was built this week. They did it in a single day. It's amazing. Just bloop, fence up. And now we have a backyard fence. Let my dog out. First couple of times, he didn't really realize that he could just run up everywhere. But then eventually he started kind of like perusing the perimeter. And now he's just running all over the yard and having a ball. So... I'm glad he's getting used out of it. And then Ben's fifth birthday was this week. And that was... Happy birthday, Ben! Yeah, that was on Thursday, the 21st. And he is five. And he wanted to do a sleepover with all his friends, his stuffed animals, at Grandma's house. And she's within our little pod. So we we all went over to Grandma's house, had a sleepover. We made little personal pan pizzas. That was lots of fun. Played some board games. They were lame, but he had a good time. That's all. We had a carrot cake. Because he's really into Simon, which is this cartoon about a rabbit. So, of course, mm-hmm. he wants a carrot cake. Cool. And Can't fault and him for that. Carrot cake is delicious. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, I mean, it, Grandma makes a mean cake. I got to admit. Mm. And then we watched a movie. We watched Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, my God. I love that movie. And he was scared. And he was He stupid. was actually scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ben wasn't scared. No, he was oh, okay. laughing. <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. I meant Ernest. Ernest was scared. Stupid. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, so. <laughs> Eat bumper booger lips. <laughs> uh, miss you, Jim Varney. Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, no, we had a good time with that. It was funny because I don't think that grandma and grandpa were anticipating sticking around to watch it like grandpa set it up for him. But then they mm-hmm. sat and kind of watched it and giggled and laughed. It's like the only Ernest movie they hadn't seen because they're super religious. So back in the day, they were like a Halloween movie. Pass. but they're they're easing up in their older age and i they enjoy the movie for it so that's good eartha kitt's in there of course right uh just being oh yeah she is in there she's being peak eartha kitt Mm -hmm. Ernest, you have to use 
a child's heart and unconditional love. <laughs> and so, I watched that. Yeah, she she chews up the scene whenever she's on screen. Like you think Jim Barney's ridiculous. Like she went and had a ball with that role. So if anybody's going out to seek it, it's not hard to find. You could probably thrift it. It just no going in, it's the stupidest thing ever. I mean, yeah. it's in the title, but it's also good fun. So yeah, we mm-hmm. did that and then he goes to his grandma's during the day for school, and while we're working, we left him at grandma's on Friday, and right before we headed over for the sleepover, Kristen and I built his new big boy bed that we ordered. Mm. Yeah, so we wanted it to be a surprise for him, and it's really cool. It's raised, so that way there's curtains that hang down underneath, so he has like a little fort area underneath his bed, mm-hmm. and there's a ladder on one side and a slide down the other. And he saw it today and just went bananas. Your friends with me on Facebook, so you can actually go and see yeah, the video that I did Kristen see took. It. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he went nuts and had a really good time with it. I just got a message from Kristen not too long ago, and she said he's still playing with it. So when? Because nice. I did strip my fingers raw trying to turn those stupid Allen wrenches. God, why is oh, putting things together just so terrible? It's the worst. The things we do for our kids. But, uh, you know, it was worth it. I was, And I'm glad, too. I was dreading him coming in and going oh it's a bed moving on (laughs) (laughs) but no he was like super geeked about it so yeah it was a good time but what about you what kind of news do you have to share this week Dirk? some somber news today uh saturday the 23rd larry king passed away at the age of 87 he was battling covid since december i believe oh okay and yeah so that that's a legend man yeah like, the man that knew how to interview anybody, anytime, anywhere. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's gone. But That's he had actually been, yeah, he'd been sick for a while. He had a couple of heart attacks and mm. strokes. Like, pretty much anything that can kill you, he's had. Uh-huh. So the fact that he's just now, you know, getting up out of here and going somewhere better, hopefully. Yeah, is, he, did. he didn't He didn't go quietly know. over the years. He was like, nope, pass. Yep. I don't think <laughs> right. so. And COVID, I need to keep he was just doing my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he always looked like he was having a lot of fun with his show, so I get it. Yeah, you know, find something you love and keep doing it; it'll keep you alive. So, yeah. So rest, well, in, rest peace, in peace, Larry King. Yeah, rest in peace, Larry King. And on to better news for me specifically. I've been hitting up a lot of WalMarts in the past couple of days because mm. their clearance is nuts. I tell you right now, if you have a Walmart, go. And check out their video game clearance because I've spent probably about a thousand dollars in the past two days, and I got Woo. easily over probably three hundred games or something. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. So sending all that stuff off to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by next month it'll be all processed and ready to go, and I can start seeing some return on that investment. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. Needless to say, business is going good. You know, funny thing, I had somebody uh, message me on eBay and ask, hey, I'm going to this Gamer Goodies and More website and clicking on it, but this thing isn't available. And I was like, oh, no, I don't really update that. And I asked them how long or how they heard about it. It's like, oh, I was just searching for this random thing and this website showed up. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got up- was- to update that bad boy. Yeah, I thought it was one of our listeners. That's why I asked. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just a random person typing in. They wanted some Attack on Titan pop figures. Mm. And it just so happened that I had those like months ago. Mm-hmm. And the website popped up. So I see. 
A little disheartening, but you know, whatever. I don't care that much. Well, got a <laughs> got a potential buyer in front of you. Were you able to like hook up with them and say, "Hey, check out my other stuff"? Or you know, I did tell them to check it out. I don't know if they bought anything though. Okay. Well, but you know, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me currently. Any interesting pickups this week? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, a lot of stuff that I picked up this week, but I'm just gonna keep it to one thing. I grabbed the Pikachu Edition Game Boy Advance SP from Disc Replay in Greenwood. Mm. And if you know anything about this, this is one of the hardest to find Game Boys SPs, like because it came straight from the Pokemon Center in Japan. It's a Japan con- Japanese console, but it does read American games and can play them. So cool, pretty dope pickup. It's on the store right now. Uh, how's the How's the battery on that? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. That's my, always my concern when you get an older system is that the battery is taken care of or if it's been, you know, drained for too long. So yeah, but it holds a then, decent charge. That's a great find. Yeah, and those batteries are easily replaceable. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, right, because yeah, they have a little cheap. screw on the back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's good to like. know. <laughs> That's so, really yeah. good to know. Well, great, great. All right, well, let's get on to what we're playing this week. So I'm going to go through and discuss some of the games that I've been playing this week. I know that, again, you've been crazy busy. Too many deals this week. You've been running to and fro, hustling a lot. Haven't played a whole lot of video games, I'm understanding. Yeah. Well, no worries. You can chat with me about mine. Cool. (laughs) No worries. All right. So on Monday, it was Martin Luther King Day. And Martin Luther King is known for being a proponent for the redistribution of wealth. One of the greatest ways to do that is with a sales glitch. (laughs) Ooh. So I learned about this on Twitter. I'll I'll go into more detail about how I found out about it later. But for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, Walmart was selling DLC for that game for like $4 and some odd cents. And it was recently discovered, I think on Sunday night, that when you bought that DLC, the code gave you the full game in addition to the DLC. Oh. I discovered that on Monday, went out and thought, what the heck, let's give it a shot. I'm losing a couple of bucks, maybe, right? And right. got the code, and sure enough, I am the proud owner of a digital copy of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for $4 and some odd change, plus the DLC. Now, is this the 3DS version or the Switch version? The Switch version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am on Switch with the Captain Toad. Just Captain Boys. Toading it up. <laughs> right. Get that treasure. Yeah, so I've played a really decent amount of it. There, There's a lot of content in that game from what I hear, but it unlocks periodically. So there's like a first chapter where you go through like 18 levels or so to save Toadette. Because she, you guys find a star and she gets carried off by a bird. And you're like, no, come back with my star. Also my friend, though. Right. <laughs> and it's, I played the demo a while back. And I feel like the demo didn't do it justice because... Right after the demo levels, things start to really switch up and you get more gameplay and interesting ways that you can go around these levels. It's just pure fun from start to finish. Like, there's no filler. You know what I mean? It's a light puzzle game, obviously. You're running around these little levels as Captain Toad, and the main goal is to get a star, but you want to get three diamonds on the way. And there's always a like a secret objective that's revealed after the first time you beat the level. And sometimes you'll accidentally do the secret objective especially once you get used to the game and understand what it probably is. So it could be stuff like find the golden mushroom or defeat all the enemies in the level or don't get seen by enemies. And then occasionally it's very level specific, like don't break the bridge by walking across it in the beginning of the thing, which you would never know unless you read it. And then 
They include, I think, in the Switch version, which was only accessible by Amiibo before, the little 8-bit toad where he goes and hides in the level and you start the level up and you're just looking around for him and you have to like touch the screen or use like the motion sensor to grab him. And it's just like an extra little objective you can do in the level. So this time instead, since that comes standard with the switch version, what the toad amiibo does is gives you a super mushroom. So you're invincible for that level, which it doesn't really break the game. Like it sounds like it does. Cause the main focus isn't always invincibility. The main focus is puzzles. But if you want to, if there are some challenges that are more physical in nature, maybe you have to get around more enemies than usual, it does mm. assist with that. So it's, I think it's a friendly way for maybe younger children to play it, which is nice. And cool. you get one-ups if you scan other Amiibos. So there you go. Nice. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. It was a really good time. I'm probably going to continue playing it. I've unlocked Chapter 2, and I'm playing as Toadette right now, and that's a good time. So all kinds of different nice. levels and content to go through. Final Fantasy X, still getting through mm. it. I finished the Chocobo training. Ooh, you know what I'm talking so about. Yeah. Hyper Dodger. I did it. Mm-hmm. And I was working on the lightning bolts last night, so I could say I did that. And I couldn't do it. I think it was just, it was too late and I was too tired. I got yeah. all the way up to 191 and then I got hit by lightning on 192. Damn. And for those who don't know, you have to dodge 200 lightning bolts in a row. In the Thunder Plains in order to get a very top secret item for an ultimate weapon. And it's very difficult and it's time consuming. And I want to find who had the idea to work that into the game and I want to slap them. And I'm probably not the only person that wants to do that. Right. Goat Simulator was actually in play this week. And it was mainly just because Ben was bored one day and I didn't want to turn on a show for him and we were hanging out waiting for dinner to be ready. Kristen was in the kitchen just happily cooking away and so I started up Goat Simulator thinking this is kind of simple. Maybe I can get him to try to play it. And sure enough, like he thought it was hilarious. Right. Like if I don't know if you ever played it, but mm-hmm. it's got obviously the those exaggerated physics. You can attach his tongue to anything and drag it around, including people and objects and cars and they go flying and things explode. It's really mm-hmm. stupid. And it's perfect for a five-year-old. And the (laughs) best part is, is he's been asking to play it multiple times and picking up the controller and he's learning how to move and jump at the same time because the goat has to jump over things. Right. And he's exploring the levels and discovering things. Sometimes he'll ask for my help. He still struggles. The goat's kind of tanky. Like if you press forward, the goat always goes forward in relation to the goat. And in order to look left or right, you really have to use the camera. So it's forcing him to have to manage the camera. He really can't move and manage the camera at the same time. He doesn't really have like the two thumb stick action going yet, but yeah. he's, I've seen him experimenting with it and working on it. It's like, it's, he's actually teaching him to navigate space in a 3d environment. So parents, you got four and five year olds still struggling to play games. Try goat simulator. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's been really cool. And he even found this really weird room. I didn't know this even existed in goat simulator. In the the very opening area where you're at when you start, you're like a little goat fenced in area. There's this little tower that you can climb if you work your goat all the way to the top. And if you go in, you get warped to this castle with this huge demonic throne. And there are all these goats kneeling in front of it. And if you get on the throne, like you catch on fire and unlock like a goat queen skull mask thing that you can wear. And I was just like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, that's that's creepy. Yeah, no, it was really funny. So, I've been doing that. Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the end is in sight. 
I went right. to I went to a story mission and it goes, "Are you sure? Because if you do this story mission, you're locked in. You can't do any other missions." And I was like, "Word, finally, right?" <laughs> so uh, I know the end is in sight. I'm still trying to go around. I think I've said this before. It's really hard to tell what side missions are marked that are important that'll give you story or you know like new confidants and which are just like go here, clear out the enemy base that type of thing. Right. But I think I've gotten enough of them where I'm fine. I've, I've made a relationship with all the major characters that I know of. The end is in sight. I'm going to try to finish off my side quest. I went on another date this time with Judy. Ooh. And she's like the brain dance lady. And big booty again, Judy? Big booty. Well, her booty ain't so big. Damn. But she makes up for it in personality. And she's actually really cute. Uh, okay. So, yeah. She's, uh, she's kind of like a punk girl. She's got the swath hair to the side. Tattoos. That type of thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh. Her date was really interesting, too. I talked about River Ward's date where you go over and visit. I said his kids. It was actually his niece and nephew. But you, like, play augmented reality game with them. And everybody's pretending mm-hmm. to be cops. And then you have, like, a cookout. It's lots of fun. And then you bang River Ward. And he just gives, <laughs> it, he just gives it to you. Oh, baby. Oh, um, <laughs> well, with Judy, it was Flip really it interesting. Here. Judy is kind of a brain dance editor. And brain dance is are very similar to what they did in a movie called strange days. You put this kind of equipment on your head and record an experience. And then another person can play back that experience with the same equipment and see experience and feel what you saw and experienced and feel and felt during that time. Of course, this is used for porn mainly um, (laughs) or like if you want to, you know, do like a store robbery without getting in trouble with the law. You know, if you're poor and you want to go skiing, stuff like that. Sounds so, like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Strange Days is actually an interesting movie. I'd recommend watching it. I really liked it. it I mean, it's it's a 90s thriller. It's about the year 2000. Like, it's all going to end in 2000, man. Angela oh, Bassett's man. in it. Angela Ooh. Bassett's in it kicking ass, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, it's good stuff. So... She's a brain dance editor and she wants to work with you on creating a brain dance with two different people recording at the same time for a single person's experience. You experience two different perspectives. It's really weird how she explains it, but she's like, we're going to dive in this lake, this toxic lake. Yeah, that's why you're putting on the equipment. Calm down. And <laughs> we're going to record some experiences. And you find out when you dive down to lake, there's a sunken town down there that apparently sunk to the bottom of this lake. And it's the town that Judy grew up in. And her seeing all the stuff is bringing back memories. And because you're linked with her, you can hear her memories almost. Like kids laughing and people talking to her when she was young, stuff like that. And it's like a really intimate, connected date. You know what I mean? And some stuff comes up. You go back to the little shack she has, like Lakeside. And you bang Judy. (laughs) And then, yay, yay, good times. (laughs) And you smoke in bed and then you talk to her. And then you and Judy are a thing if you want. So... It was cool. I actually really like the date missions. I think they're great. I really want to go back through his male V and date Carrie, which is one of Johnny Silverhand's bandmates. He he's older, but he's like a still like a rock star and he's kind of volatile. I'm doing Carrie missions now, but he's not gonna be interested in me because I'm female V. And then I want right. to go back and date Pan Am, which is my personal favorite. I really like her. Mainly because she looks great in a pair of jeans, but also she's just kind of a tough chick and she like rolls with yeah. nomads, that type of thing. But again, Noise. she's not gay, not into female V. Got to get a male V to woo her, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm towards the end. I had a mind to play Super Mario 3D World when I get done with this, but I think there might be a gap in between. So I need to think about maybe a short game to play for the mainstream. 
I'm also considering pulling back the schedule for the mainstream and just doing Tuesdays and Thursdays instead of Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Yeah. And it's just my way of slowly easing out of this pandemic schedule because I don't want my Saturday nights taken up every single night. That's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. During the pandemic, it was cool. I'm scaling it back. So anticipate yeah. that in the future. And then we could probably play on Saturdays if we can remember. <laughs> I keep right. Forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We keep forgetting to play. Speaking of which, Ghost of Tsushima Sunday. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. if you're not too busy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can play some ghosts. I don't know. It's a ghost of Sushima. <laughs> ah! Why do they call him a ghost? I don't get it. He's alive. Usually when there's a ghost, it's because someone's dead. You're killing a lot of people. They should be the ghost. Maybe it should be ghosts. Plural. Of Tsushima. <laughs> Cos- uh, comma caused by you. You caused the ghost. That's my Seinfeld impression, if you can't tell. <laughs> I think it's pretty decent. I wanted to jump in, but I couldn't. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, have you played that new PS4 yeah, right. game with, with a samurai? Uh, <laughs> What's Jerry. it called? Ghost of Tsunami? Jerry, Ghost of Tsunami. <laughs> right. What did that guy in the thrift the, the thrift? He store said Ghost of it? Tsunami. Yeah, Ghost of Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, you got the Ghost of Tsunami. And it wasn't even the game she was talking about. That's the best part. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going on a little long, so let me just wrap up. The last thing I played, and this will launch us into some of the gaming news. I played Maiden, which is a Resident Evil Village demo exclusive to the PS5. Now, the PS5 showcase was uh, this past Thursday this week. We talked about how it was coming up, and we'll talk about the details of that showcase in a moment. But one of the things they announced was day one, they're dropping a demo on PS5. And I was like, cool, I'll have to check that out. So I changed my schedule. I was planning on playing Lost in Vivo for Friday Night Frights. I'm pushing that to next week, and I played Maiden for this week's Friday Night Frights. Maiden is a different character. I think you're playing Ethan Winters again, which is the guy from Resident Evil 7. Yeah. That's how how they described it. But with Maiden, you're playing as a person who is trapped in a dungeon below the castle where the game is taking place. I don't Mm. know if you're female or male, but I, I assume female just because it's called Maiden, but who knows? Right. The demo is surprisingly short. I was able to get through it even with dying once or twice two times in 45 minutes and i was taking my time really yeah like it's crazy short it's just really a good tech demo to show you what the castle and the interiors looks like the sound design everything on the ps5 that type of thing so don't go there expecting any meat there there may be some secrets to unlock and i'll kind of talk about that as i go through my experience with it you wake up in a jail cell your mission is to escape And you find this note that kind of gives you some clues about, you know, how to find a key. Don't go through this door. Look for a ladder. Follow the light sources, stuff like that. And I go through the dungeon and there's some scary noises and some gross out stuff. And I hear a monster trying to get in and I eventually escape into another area and I can hear people walking around. The sound design's pretty good. Like I was wearing headphones, obviously. Do you have the uh, Pulse 3D headphones? I don't. Those are the ones that come for PS5, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just got some, um, what do they call those, Turtle Beach? Oh, okay. Some old Turtle Beaches. They work okay. I get to the actual castle. It's ornately decorated and beautiful. And I'm going through doing some Resident Evil style puzzles. You know, like, you got to get an eyeball for this room. Oh, you got to go to this room. Look in the cup and you found a ring with an eyeball in it. Examine the ring. <laughs> pull the eyeball out. Then put the eyeball in. Then find the key. Go back to the door that was locked. Uh-oh. Looks like it's Vampire Lady with the bugs. So the mm-hmm. bug lady shows up. And she bites on me a lot until I die. 
And I realize, okay, I have to somehow find a way around this bug lady because she's going to bite me till I die when I'm trying to get in this room. So I find a way around her the second time and I go to unlock the door with the key I found. Tall lady comes through and I'm like, please crush my chest with your heels. Oh, tall lady, please. (laughs) Oh, I just want you to I just want you to kneel on my neck and tell me what a dirty boy I am. I'm so dirty. Mm, Anyways, so. She comes in and she grabs me and then she holds out her right hand and whooshing, Wolverine style, huge blades shoot out of the tips of her finger fingers. And then she shoves those into my face and I die. And that's the end of the I, demo. Ooh. Yeah. That's what she's trying to escape. Right? <laughs> I didn't think I was going to. I mean, these demos usually never end well for the temporary protagonists right. of Resident Evil. But I went through a second time and found this ammo bone necklace that's used to ward off evil. And the description was that they took it off of me when they captured me. So I was like, cool, I have this on me. Maybe it'll protect me from the vampire lady or the tall lady. No. Right. Nope. And also no. <laughs> obviously they got you. They got me again. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> yeah, they got me the first time. And then I got my necklace and I went through and they got me the second time. The lady, the bug lady could still move super fast. And if I stayed in that room, she would have killed me. And it's funny. I put the key in the door and the it like does this little animation and I walked as far away from the door as I could and it like it teleported me back to the door so she could step in and grab me again. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, dang. <laughs> so there could be people as we speak pouring through this demo and discovering how to actually get through it without dying. I just don't know the way to do it. Yeah. So who knows? Uh one last game though, and I forgot to mention this. Monday Night Brawlers, I played Armored Warriors. This is in the Capcom beat-em-up bundle, but I played the arcade version I have on my main emulator. And it's basically just mechs beat-em-up. Parts pop off of the mechs, and you can pop them on for, like, for different arms, different guns, and different treads or tracks or, or legs or whatever. Kind of reminds me of this other beat-em-up I played on the Sega Genesis called Cyborg Justice. Just way better graphically, obviously. Okay, cool. And uh, good times. It's really tough. I don't know if they balanced it in the beat-em-up bundle, but the arcade version definitely wants your quarters. And it's really hard to play by myself. So it's definitely something I have to go back through with a buddy, I think. Okay. But uh, but yeah, Armored Warriors. Check it out if you got the beat-em-up bundle. It's pretty good. All right, Resident Evil. So, the showcase. Do you get a chance to see that? On I did. Thursday? What'd yep. you think? I mean, like I said before, I'm not a big Resident Evil fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting more. Me too. Is that yeah? I was expecting more, especially from a gameplay standpoint. Mm-hmm. They showed us just a few scenes of gameplay, and then they're like, "Okay, on to this next thing." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "But where's the more? I need more Resident Evil Eight. Like, I still want to say it. Come on, guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they showed off uh, some Resident Evil Eight Village gameplay, and it was. I mean, it wasn't too impressive. It just looked like Resident Evil Seven, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, that's a valid opinion. I'm pretty parallel with it. I would say I was okay with the amount of the game that they showed. And I like that there was more enemy variety because in seven, you fight those like goo monster things like the molded or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you fight the different members of the Baker family. And there are some other like there's some bugs and stuff, but it's not really enemy variants aren't really the focus. Right. But with this game, it seems like there's a lot of different enemies and I like these vampire chicks and the tall lady a little bit better than the Baker family. They seem really interesting to me. I like yeah. how demure they are. And obviously they drink blood and they hang out in their castle. And they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm into it. They're chewing up a lot of scenery. 
I think someone calculated the tall lady is probably like seven foot six or seven foot five. Damn. I think she's pretty tall. <laughs> she's almost eight feet. So yeah, Jeez. which you know, I'm you know I love me some Amazons. Whew. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> but uh, the whole internet's going nuts over them. <laughs> I saw one picture of the vampire lady, you know, up in the camera, and somebody was like, "Capcom, am I supposed to be scared or horny?" Yeah. <laughs> and somebody responded, "Yes, both. Right? Yes. <laughs> both. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, it's it's scary. It's sexy. It's really opulent and ornate and highly detailed. And I think that's what's exciting people. But I'm with you." It just looked like more of the same, which isn't necessarily bad, but I didn't see anything that got me super hyped for it. Just I'm going to play it when it comes out, you know, so yeah. my expectations are tempered. I was into the fact that it has a merchant. I don't know if I like the Duke more than the mysterious merchant from Resident Evil 4, but he does seem to be a character. So we'll see. Maybe he ends yeah, up being Duke really is a likable. Big boy. He, he's big boy. He's, big he's, he's the final boss calling now. <laughs> big Duke. <laughs> final boss. Maybe he's a secret boss. Right. Who knows? But yeah, I, I thought it was strangely light on... I was expecting more news about other Resident Evil games or Resident Evil-related things. Mm. And really all we got was news on that. We got something called RE-Verse, yes. which is a multiplayer game that comes along with, with buying Village. Not a ton of details other than the fact that it's character models from all the previous Resident Evil games, including some of the mm -hmm. monsters and bad guys, and you just fight each other. Like, I start off just like Chris and Claire shooting each other, and I was like, eh. But then yeah. Nemesis <laughs> shows up and, you know, the Baker dad, and I was like, okay, yes. You know, yeah. Birkin. Looks like you can get, uh, yeah, it looks like you can get kill streaks and then turn into classic Resident Evil monsters. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, which I'm not big on those types of games because I don't play online a lot, but it looks like it could right. be a lot of fun. And if it's a mercenaries mode where you could do single player stuff with it, all the better. Yeah. But I mean, it's free with Village, so my opinion on it is great, more stuff with the game. Right. I'm okay with that. Exactly. They mentioned, for those who are interested in playing a demo, but you don't have a PS5, they mentioned they are going to release a second demo, which I assume will probably have some more gameplay, maybe even some combat. That's going to be in the spring. The game itself, RE Village, is coming out May 7th, 2021. So I'm thinking that the demo will probably be March, if I had to guess. Maybe mm -hmm. April. We'll see. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. And the last bit, and again, there wasn't much. They just talked a little bit about the game, and that was it. I was expecting more stuff. But they just a gentle reminder, hey, on Netflix this year... Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, the CG movie. It's coming. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. They didn't really give a date. They just said 2021. I'm like, yeah, I know that already. Right. <laughs> and, that, and that was it. That really was it. I mean, I think there was like, um, on the division, you could get skins from. Oh, like, yeah. Which is that? Who's playing that? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that an Ubisoft game, by the way? Yeah. All right. Well, then you know what I have to say about that? Go straight to hell. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't care about that at all, to be honest. Yeah, no, it yeah, no, it was, it was interesting. It was just surprisingly short. Like the stream is an hour long, but it was actually 17 minutes of actual showcase, if you want to call it that. Right. Yeah. So moving on, there's a bit of Grand Theft Auto news. Ooh. So GTA 6, it has been confirmed there will be multiple protagonists, just like in GTA 5. And one of those protagonists is going to be a woman. A lady? Oh, my. And all of the gaming community and the internet was perfectly fine with it, and they accepted it without crying. 
Just us. kidding. <laughs> there was Are a you huge, serious? <laughs> yeah, there was a huge backlash from man babies on the internet. You know, like wah wah. It's just like they're mad if you even say, "Hey, why isn't there an option for a female lead?" And then they cry like the female is the only person that you can play as, but clearly you can play as a male. Like you just can't win. Yeah. And it's just like there are so many things where you get to play as a cishet white dude. Just play those. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And relax and maybe enjoy or take advantage of having a different perspective because it feels like a different game. Jesus Christ, guys. Like, I don't get it. It's it's not that deep. I don't understand why people are such big babies about it. So that's a thing. But I'm excited. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to have the Housers. Hopefully they bring in some more writers, but to write from a female perspective Mm because the protagonists in the past kind of all have kind of a different way about them as far as you know like their perspectives they're all criminals from that male perspective so i'd I'd be interested to see what grand theft auto does with a female lead we'll see how that goes she could be as crazy as trevor she could be as jaded as michael she could be as fresh and kind of funky as franklin (laughs) (laughs) she can have all the exaggerated (laughs) swagger of a black teen who knows fresh and funky that's (laughs) Fresh and funky. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'd call Franklin, but funky isn't one of them. Maybe, maybe mm. his friend. What was his friend? Lamar? Lamar. I love Lamar. Oh, yeah, I got, I got some stuff to talk about that, too. Oh, yeah? What's up? Yeah. yeah. So uh, there have been a lot of mods going around where, do you remember the scene where Lamar is asking to come into Franklin's house and he's like, get rid of that old yee-yee-ass haircut? Get yeah, some bitches on your dick. So people have been <laughs> <laughs> people have been substituting Lamar with every character imaginable, uh-huh. roasting Franklin, and it's like hilarious. Some of them are really dumb, but like uh-huh. you'll have Mickey Mouse doing it, then you have SpongeBob, Squidward. Just literally, you can name a character, and they probably roasted Franklin. <laughs> My so favorite. That's that's amazing. I have to go check that out. I know that they released to the voice actors recreating that scene. Maybe yeah, that's what mm-hmm. kicked it all off. But one of my favorite scenes with Lamar was when he, Franklin, and Trevor were driving this truck somewhere. I don't know if they were delivering something or going to steal something, but it's like a really long driving mission. And Franklin Mm -hmm. falls asleep, and Lamar and Trevor are talking, and Trevor talks about his favorite subject, Michael. And Trevor is bitching about it, and Lamar's like, man, you sound like some old bitch he didn't call. Like, oh, he lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor's like, I am some bitch he didn't call for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, I I remain resolute in the fact that Lamar is the greatest part of that game. He really is. Like, he's like He's so so basic, but... No, he's so basic, but he's so straightforward about it. Like, you got to love him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's so ridiculous. That employee of the month stuff, man. That employee (laughs) of the month speech. I was just getting ready to mention that. He was like, hey, man, I want to be winner. I want to see my name up on the wall like winner. (laughs) We love you, Lamar. uh, Uh, We salute you, Lamar. uh, Voice acted by, uh, I forget his name, but he played Black Jesus on the Adult Swim show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, have you ever seen Black Jesus? I don't think I have. I haven't watched a whole lot of Adult Swim in recent years, to be honest. No, okay. Yeah, it's literally just this black dude dressed like Jesus living in the hood. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Right, I have to check great. it out. It's probably on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. I'll check that out. Cool, 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 cool. Well, the other bit of Grand Theft Auto news, and this is something that was only recently kind of pulled out because I think the patent was, you know, maybe a year or two ago. I can't remember. 
can't remember exactly when, but Rockstar had patented a new system of AI tech, which would enable AI behavior to be just more efficient, be better, specifically with driving and traffic behavior. So a lot of people think that's probably also in relation to Grand Theft Auto 6. Mm -hmm. And there's some other stuff in the specs. Like you can go and Google it online and look into it. I saw some stuff where they were taking so some of the memory or systems that would be dedicated to governing the AI and putting mm -hmm. that on the cloud rather than on the game itself. I'm not exactly sure how that would work. It sounds like an always online thing that I'm a little concerned about. But mm -hmm. again, they're they're innovating. And the idea of new AI tech sounds really interesting. I would more like that for combat than driving. But again, I've always enjoyed driving and racing in, in GTA. So anything that makes the, the world feel more alive, especially after playing cyberpunk and seeing all the art and design that goes into the city, but how lifeless it feels because how the NPCs, they're yeah. so dead and uninteractable. They always have the same two lines that they cycle for the most part. And you can actually go up and talk Damn, to them. The yeah. Right. <laughs> no, there's one that's like, kiss my tits, punk. <laughs> <laughs> she's this chick that works in this bar that you go to often for several different missions and every time i go up to her i'm like hey how's it going kiss my tits punk and i'm like all right <laughs> kiss my tits <laughs> so it's just like a, a thing that we share little 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 catchphrase <laughs> but yeah i mean even in grand theft auto 5 you can interact with npcs better and they seem to have better behavior and cyberpunk it just seems underbaked so the idea that they're improving on it even further for the next game is exciting to me, at least. Yeah, so. that's dope. I know you got some more news you want to talk about. You had mentioned something about Xbox Live that sounded interesting to me. Yes, yeah, so yesterday, Friday, Xbox or Microsoft announced that they would be increasing the price of Xbox Gold to $120, hmm. up from 60 so effectively doubling the price. Ooh, and the internet did not like this at all. No. And we bitched and we moaned and we were like, this is bullshit. And ah. it, it kind of is. At first I was like, I mean, you know, it's online. If you're playing online a lot, then, I mean, whatever. Seems like you'd be willing to pay for it. But then I was like, you know what? No, that is bullshit. Because, <laughs> you know, I got that half, half of my mind in the capitalist arena, half of my mind in the consumer arena. So I'm like, you know, they battle a lot. But at the end of the day, it's bullshit, and Microsoft quickly backpedaled and said, you know what, guys? We're sorry. We made a mistake. Uh, how about this? Any game that's free to play, you can play online without an Xbox Live membership. Wow. Thanks, Xbox. Right. <laughs> so basically, it seems like what they were trying to do was force people to get into the Games Pass, mm -hmm. even though like it's already a good deal by itself. I don't know why you wouldn't have Games Pass if you have an Xbox. Yeah. But, but by yeah, by comparison that... to what they're doing with the price hike with it without the Games Pass, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. I've made no secret that I'm no fan of capitalism. I feel like it's unsustainable to have a publicly traded company and to constantly promise more and more profits every year and every year, but rather than expanding your worker base, just putting out more products, which eventually you're gonna saturate the market and hit a lit a limit, you just constantly raise your prices all the time and find new ways to exploit money out of people. I mean, Netflix right. has raised their prices, just monthly price so much. It's going to get to the point where all of these monthly, we're going to have to start to pick and choose because we just can't afford. Like they're right. going to get more than our utilities. It's just like, where does it end? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have so much money. Do you need all the money? You don't really need all the money. Do you just right. keep the money you have run your business? You're going to go on forever 
and sustain just fine. But no, they want all the money. That's the problem. Yes, they need all the money. Got to have all the money. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I saw it was hilarious that they immediately the same day were like, uh, sorry, we have to. Uh, never mind. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, though. That's yeah, encouraging. Yeah. That's the power of consumers just speak back, you know, especially with mm-hmm. uh, social media. Like that move wouldn't have happened back in the 90s where we didn't have a collective voice to cry out against that. It would it would have been implemented and gone on. And then eventually people would have mm-hmm. just canceled and be this big mess. And they'd be like, well, do we take it back now? And it just ugh. so. That quick yeah. turnaround, that's why I love the internet. Right. <laughs> and we've got some unfortunate Uncharted movie news. Mm-hmm. The Uncharted movie has been pushed from July of this year to February 11th, 2022. Mm-hmm. So all of you who are hoping to see Tom Holland and his Nathan Drake get up, you're going to have to wait a whole year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I You know, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not expecting anything too amazing from it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm mildly interested. It'll give us a, a whole year for Tom Holland to become a real boy, so that'll be good. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm so a real boy. I grew up. I mean, he's a grown man, you know, and I'm he's an actor. Right. I have faith that he'll he'll be fine, but yeah, he's got baby face. So, you know, you grow a little beard on something. I don't know. A little beard yeah. stubble. <laughs> little baby. Yeah. Some Nintendo news. Takaya Imamura retires from Nintendo after 32 years. Now, if you don't know who this man is, he is legend in the industry he worked on the original f-zero he designed captain falcon my original smash brothers main (laughs) he designed the entire star fox team Mm. who are actually based off of people that worked at nintendo at the time which is funny and uh do a barrel roll right (laughs) i wonder who slippy toad is (laughs) right oh actually if you uh i I don't have the article right in front of me, but if you look it up, it tells you exactly who's modeled after who. Oh, that's messed up. So you up. can look it up and see. Like, oh, yeah, that is Slippy Toad. I bet Slippy Toad's getting dragged right now. Fox! Help me! Help me, Fox! Fox! Uh-huh. <laughs> Toad. Maybe I should thank you. <laughs> right. Star Fox 64 is like top five games for me i love that game it was great it's one of those i want to say benchmark games where you're like it kind of opens or expands your horizons on what games can do you know what i mean right. and yeah. you're like oh man this is uh we can do this too this is neat i like this yeah so, especially like you had the different uh like routes you can take on different mm-hmm. worlds and mm-hmm. if you do defeat certain enemies you can go to a different world like it's, it's really cool yeah, and uh, the last, the most probably famous character that he's known for creating is Tingle from the Legend of Zelda. Is it Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask? I think he was in Majora's Mask. I don't think he was in Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, okay. sexiest Tingle, character. You mean. Yeah, Tingle is the little short, stubby guy in the green outfit. He's basically the me in a tight green outfit, trying to pretend to be <laughs> a little elf boy like Link. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Imamura has retired. But I assume that Nintendo will still uh, kind of reference him for ideas on their designs and whatnot. So hopefully uh, he'll enjoy his retirement. And he took a few pictures of like an empty office because obviously COVID. So nobody in Japan is working out of the office. Yeah. I think uh, Sakurai just got back to the office for that last Smash uh, reveal. Well, I, I hear they rented a building. Yeah. Oh, OK. But yeah, congratulations to Mr. Imamura. I wish you all the best. And on to a company that... You kind of want to wish the best for, but they're kind of assholes in the industry. GameStop. <laughs> oh, GameStop. We, we love want to hate you them. to do. Yeah, they we hate want to love you to do better. 
Yeah. <laughs> so GameStop stock has seen a surge, a big surge. Mm. It is up to $65.01 as of Friday. Now, to put this in perspective, it was $4 a share in July. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, that's like a 1,000% increase or something ridiculous like that. And part of this is because they announced that the Chewy co-founder, Ryan Cohen, is going to be joining their board of directors, which I don't understand why these stocks start to go up when somebody joins the board of directors like they're about to turn the company around or something. I don't know. Let alone what? the Chewy guy. <laughs> like, uh, the, like dog food and snack bars. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, well, but yeah, if, maybe if we got it, we'd be rich men. Yeah, I know. And uh, speaking of that, a bunch of uh, redditors actually got together and bought up a bunch of GameStop stock in order to drum up interest in it, mm-hmm. and then they just sold it all off. So you got people reporting that they literally paid off their student loans. There's a guy who purchased, I think, fifty thousand shares at fifteen a share, and he's up seven point two eight million dollars. Wow, oh, God. I wanted to buy that stock in July. I didn't have like fifty thousand dollars to spend, but you know, I probably could have dropped two grand and you know, made me a few thousand dollars. But you know, a few thousand dollars dropping two grand, bro. You would have made yeah. like at least well, I don't know, I'm bad. Thousands, I'm probably. bad at math, but yeah, tens of thousands for sure. Yeah. yeah, but you know, hindsight, you never have it until you need it. Mm. What are you gonna do? But that is. Pretty much it on news. Xbox is a fool. Imamura is living his best life. Uncharted's pushback. Resident Evil stuff going on. And GameStop stock is up. Well, one thing I want to go ahead and mention then. Last week we talked about doing the music. Playlists. Because there's a Mm. lot of video game music on on streaming. I discovered this week, not as much as we want, but there's a lot. I it was very busy. I really took it to task. I spent all my free time this week pouring over music, just adding a bunch of stuff to a master list and then dividing them up again. I came up with 15 different video game music playlists that I created on Spotify. And we appreciate all your hard work because <laughs> I did not have any time. <laughs> it, yeah, no, you were busy dude this week, so don't worry about it. But it is, they're not perfect, uh, but I hopefully they'll help you discover or rediscover some really great tunes. So I'm going to run through, if you are on Spotify, simply searching P2 has entered the pod. So P2, like player two, P2 has entered the pod, will probably get you to all these lists. I doubt any other list on Spotify starts with that. Right. And I made a list of just epic tunes. Or RPGs that don't fall under Chrono Cross, Persona, or Nobu Amatsu, right? So all mm-hmm. the all the extra stuff out of that. Then I had a Best of Chrono Cross, Best of Persona, Nobu Amatsu's Final Fantasy, Orchestrated. I got remixes with hip hop. We want the funk, which is just a list of tunes <laughs> I think are funky. Yeah, indie gems, so music just specifically from indie games. Definitely super giant represented there. With Bastion, Transistor, and Hades. Atmospheric tracks, if you're just feeling like you want some chill tunes in the background. And I have a separate list for chill tunes, which mm-hmm. I see I deem to be a little bit different from atmospheric. So you can see what the difference is there. I got peppy tunes. Those bouncy tunes that just are upbeat, keep you moving. Chip tunes, so maybe some of the older tracks, stuff like that. Some creepy music. 
the scary, Ooh. spooky music, some stuff from spooky Resident Halloween. Evil and different scary tracks from like RPGs and stuff that I found. And piano jams, just music that's just piano. So nice. Yeah. Now I put uh I shared the indie gems playlist on Facebook and a few groups and I got some feedback. So these are games I haven't added, but I'm going to check out and see if maybe I can add them into Indie Gems or other lists. Because these lists are probably going to be ongoing. I mentioned before that as we listen to music, we might go and make suggestions or add things. And listeners can always suggest, too. I'm down to check out whatever music you think belongs in these lists or it needs its own list. So I had Grindstone, Dead Cells, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Crosscode, A Short Hike, Ori, ukulele signs of the sojourner and umarangi generation though all those games were recommended to me as far as like soundtracks mm-hmm. to check out one guy even shared his own playlist that he made his name is sahar zavahi so thank you sahar appreciate you cool. he made a list on spotify called nintendo and chill and it looks to be a lot of like <laughs> lo-fi type tracks i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but i'm looking forward to checking it out so Absolutely. i thanked him for that and if anything really stands out, I might go ahead and bite some of his style and include it in our stuff, too. Ooh. Outside of music, this week, Derek, I just got to know, what you feeling? I am feeling an anime, if you're not surprised. <laughs> it is goes by the name of Kuroko's Basketball, or uh-huh. for my sub-only people, Kuroko no Basket. It is a anime that is just... Premiered, not premiered on Netflix. It's a 2006 anime, but Netflix just got the rights to stream it. The first season, and I've always wanted to watch it. The only other sports anime that I watched before is Haikyuu, which is a volleyball anime, which is really good. Check that out. But uh, mm-hmm. Kuroko's Basketball is about this player named Kuroko who was on a middle school basketball team that was dubbed the Generation of Miracles. And basically, each player has an anime power, is what I'm going to call it, <laughs> that allows them to do some crazy basketball stuff. And Kuroko's ability is... That he is basically unnoticeable, but Mm. really he uses the misdirection to kind of make you forget he's there. Mm. So he's like an expert passer. Like his passes are super dope. So the assist game is really good. And it does that anime thing where they're like in the middle of a game and somebody scores and they stand there and talk (laughs) about how they scored. But it's just so funny. And I thought I thought about you when I was watching. I was like, I know Michael would hate this, man. <laughs> but, but I love it because it's so anime. Yeah. But yeah, Kuroko's Basketball on Netflix first season. I think it's 25 episodes. So if cool. you like anime and you've never seen a sports anime, give it a shot. All right. Well, no I'm... pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on, go on Netflix and dunk on it. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> I am feeling something related to what we talked about earlier. So the deal on Twitter that I discovered, Captain Toe, Treasure Tracker, less than five bucks. Amazing. Guys, you got to get on Twitter. You got to get on Twitter and you got to follow some of these people because you got to be in the know. There is a Twitter channel that I follow called Cheap Ass Gamer. C-A-G for short. Cheap Ass Gamer is always tweeting out the deals. I follow them, but I also hit the little notifications, so I constantly get notified whenever they tweet. And because I get notified whenever they tweet, I was quick on the draw to see their tweet about this Walmart glitch, and I got that game for five bucks. And they're constantly telling me about sales for individual games, stuff on the eShop, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, different stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Now, 
They always share links, and I believe that they probably get a little kickback if you go through their link to purchase something. So I do that when I can. Now, it doesn't always work. Sometimes the link is too slow, and I'm like, whatever, and I just go to my own thing to do it. But, you know, show them some love. Follow Nintendeals. Follow Cheap Ass Gamer if you want to get these deals. Follow Derek. He'll be giving his Twitter handle later on. Yeah. Because you definitely want to have a thrifter like him as a friend, for sure. But Cheap Ass Gamer is who I'm feeling this week because he got me probably the best deal that I've gotten in a long time, which is Captain Toad for less than five bucks. And I really appreciate that. So now that we've finished with what we're feeling, I feel like mm. I'm feeling my power levels. Mm. They're rising inside of me. I think I might have to transform. <laughs> Time for the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge! Anime! I wanna be the very best. We're watching Berserk. (laughs) We're watching Berserk. We're watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I gotta know, Derek, this week, Berserk, episode 16. Was it hype? Man, I'm telling you, these episodes are just getting hype, more hype. Better and better. I can't believe, yeah, I can't believe how much I love this episode. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Like, especially the beginning of the series, I was just like, okay, I get it, like, they're badass. But this episode just, I'm going to get straight into it. So last time we left off, the Band of the Hawk were, had their backs at the river. The boats were burned, so there was no escape by Griffith. Mm. And they're going against the Blue, was the Blue Whale Knights? Yeah, the Blue Whale Knights are the yeah. ones that are occupying the castle. The yeah. Purple Rhinos are outside the castle. Okay, yeah. So they're going up against the Tudor's forces, basically. Uh-huh. And they start attacking. Basically, it was all a ruse so that Casca could lead an infantry into the castle while all the enemy soldiers run out to fight Griffith and gang. And so Which she they knew would happen because the general, right. or what was it, the, the nobleman rushed down because he's just thirsty as fuck. Right, he's like, I got some of that <laughs> nice. Griffith booty. I need it. <laughs> I need it. I need it in my life. Now, and I don't know if Griffith was given or getting, but either way, mm-hmm. <laughs> that man is flipping. <laughs> 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 but Casca infiltrates the castle, and it just so happens that Udon figured that something like this would happen. Udon is that bumbling soldier who actually does have some skill, but we keep seeing him in, from episode to episode get his you ass beat. You mean Adon? Adon, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He actually has his whole infantry there as well. And mm. battle ensues between Casca and her Hawk forces against Adon and his guys. And Guts is out on the field just mowing through guys. They're like, there's one man halting our advance. And this is like thousands of soldiers that can't get past Guts. Under Man Slayer. <laughs> yeah, and then the com- Commander Bascon decides that he's going to deal with Guts himself. And they're basically like kind of neck and neck as far as strength. And Guts uh, is like, ah, he's actually a little bit stronger than me. This is real scary. I might die. And then he thinks back to his fight with Zod. And he's like, this is nothing compared to that. Right. You remember Zod was like this giant demon monster guy. (laughs) Yeah, that nearly killed him and Griffith. Yeah. So as soon as he thinks about him, you actually see zod on his horse overlooking the battle he's like up on a cliff or something watching it uh yeah and i'm like oh shit what's he doing here is he about to get involved (laughs) (laughs) it's not a fanboy 
Yeah, I know. Is he is he rooting for Guts? <laughs> and so uh Buscon actually ends up breaking Guts' sword. Yikes. Because he uh Guts notices that it was probably chipped in his hundred man battle that he had just a few mm-hmm. days prior. Take care of your and, swords, folks. You kids right. listen, sword maintenance, he, it's important. <laughs> right. And he gets knocked off his horse, and then Zod has this big ass sword on his back and he mm-hmm. throws it to the battlefield. Like his arm gets all buff and he just throws it right in front of Guts. And then Griffith's like, grab the sword, Guts. <laughs> and Guts grabs the You have the sword. something to protect. Take up the sword. <laughs> exactly. It kind of feels he, like that moment with him and Casca, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. He takes that sword and he cleaves Bascon in twain. Horse and all. So he cuts Bascon in half. The horse's head is off. And the horse with Bascon on top of it is just walking just a few more steps uh-huh. after having his head cut off. And then he falls. Badass. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. I was I was so hyped. Because <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> something that crazy to happen. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>, exactly. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the way that um, Zod's arm, like you said, it like flexed up. Like, like this, yeah. all his muscles got real tense. And then... Because he hurled that sword. Because he was not close to the battlefield. Like he says on the hill. He hurled yeah. that boy, bad boy, hundreds of yards to like land in the dirt in front of Guts. That was insane. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, Casca is fighting a Don, and she is kicking his ass. <laughs> and That's he's right. like, your sword play has improved. And she's like, I'm not on my period anymore, bitch. <laughs> 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 and so uh, he decides he's going to beg for his life. He's like, oh, please spare me. Uh, I made a mistake. La, la, la. And Casca falls for it. Uh-huh. And he shoots her with a crossbow. Which is a technique, a sneaky crossbow technique that was passed, passed down, down to his family for 500 200 years, years, yeah. 500 years, whatever. <laughs> and, and it's uh, laced in poison and oh, yada, no. yada, yada. Yeah. But not like a poison that will kill her, which, yeah. like, why not? It's just a poison that numbs her body. So mm. whatever. So Judo comes in and he throws a couple knives and helps Casca out. And then Casca, actually, Adon runs at Casca with his sword and she, like, Flips over him, all super cool and shit, like a big ass Ling Shao Yu from Tekken Flip. If you know what I'm talking about, if you oh, yeah. know, <laughs> and then she turns around, swings a sword at his face, and I assume she cuts the top half of his head off mm-hmm. because he just kind of falls back. But Adon yeah. is defeated, Baskan is defeated, and all that's left is the nobleman Ganon. Ganon, yeah. Ganon, maybe Ganon. Yeah, yeah, Ganon. Let's go with Ganon. Let's go with Ganon. He's on the field and Griffith comes up to him and Ganon's like rubbing all up on him. He's like, oh, Griffith, I've missed you so much. That night that we passionately made love was, I haven't stopped thinking about it since. And Griffith's like, (laughs) the fuck? (laughs) He's like, I'm kind of embarrassed that you would even call what we were doing making love. I saw an opportunity and you just so happened to be the person that was there for me to take advantage of. And he says some other really dope shit that I can't remember. You probably yeah. know it. Oh, yeah. But, he said uh, some cold shit to him, but yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> then he rushes at Griffith and Griffith just boop, stabs him in the face <laughs> yeah. with his rapier. And they win. They won the battle. Even though it looked nigh unwinnable, they did it. Mm-hmm. And then we flash over to the kingdom where there's some cloaked figures plotting, mm. talking about Griffith 
and how he's going to become the general of the entire army and he's going to be able to sway the king's opinion. And then one of the guys is like, well, it'll be hard for him to protect himself within the city. That's why we're going to poison him with this. And they're all scared. They're like, well, what if it gets back to us? There'll be dire consequences. And then the queen shows up and she says, don't you worry about that. Mm. I got this. So now the queen is part of the plot to kill Griffith. So Mm. it's getting very interesting. Intrigue. Indeed. Yes. Yes, quite. So we're going to see where it goes from here. But that episode was 10 out of 10. Great. Yeah. Not a lot of good stuff happened for sure. I'm excited because I would say it slows down a little, but not with the drama and the twists and turns, just with like the combat. Because everything that happens now, combat or no, the stakes are like extremely high. Mm. And they they never let up. And it's going to get more and more insane. I think so. We're we're getting into like the final stretch of episodes and I couldn't be more excited for you to to like go on that journey and hear what you think. So that's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time with it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We got episode 46 through 48 this week. 46 Looming Shadows. We cut to in the beginning of the episode Briggs Fortress soldiers secretly escort Winry back to her home. And she is surprised to find Edward and his group in her home. And the way she finds this out is she goes to her room to change her clothes, as you do in your house. Mm-hmm. And right when she gets to the underboob, she turns. And and Ed is just kind of staring at her in the dark, half eating uh, some soup or something. And then, of I course, it cuts sandwich. to like, yeah, sandwich. It cuts to outside the room. Just <laughs> anime hilarity ensues. Everybody acts way too immature. They yell at each other yeah. for a while. You know how it goes. Yeah. Edward warns her that she really needs to escape to another country because the promised day is literally like, I think, the next day or close to it. Like, it's coming quickly. Mm-hmm. And she refuses and says that Edward should should promise, ensure that he's going to protect everyone. And she's not going to act like that's going to happen otherwise. Right. And I was just like, yeah, I know. But on the safe side, though, maybe you should right. leave, though, maybe a little bit, though. So <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, you shoot to Scar and he is still traveling and ends up recruiting several ish fallen refugees to help him in his cause on you know storming the capital when they all kind of coordinate their attack alphonse <laughs> who had been suffering more and more frequent blackouts as his body reaches out to him from the beyond is actually yeah. ambushed and captured by gluttony and pride working together he just he gets overwhelmed passes out and pride takes his body or his armor body mm-hmm. you shoot to the armstrong household mustang secretly reveals Salim's true identity to olivier under the guise of him trying to date her, hands her flowers. Right. Basically, hey, Olivier, Salim's a homunculus, just so you know. And she does this really cool thing where, like, he tells her the meaning of the flowers and she pretends to get pissed off and she tosses them and his note into the fire after she's read it. And I'm like, that's a really clever way to destroy evidence. Right. And they don't make a big deal out of it, which I love. They didn't They didn't explain, like, oh, I see. She pretended to get mad by throwing her flowers into the fire. Right. That way no one can <laughs> find the message. Which is the most anime thing you can do in that moment, and they decided not to, and I appreciate it. (laughs) On the day before the promise day, Bradley, who is observing the Eastern forces, uh, I guess they're having some sort of military drill. That's the guys. Really, he's just there to make sure that they don't try a a coup, because he's on to them. And he's he's tricked into taking a train back to Central, because uh, he's told that, that 
what's happening there is actually a diversion. And then as the train travels over a bridge, they blow it up, basically. And he's caught in the wreckage and you don't really see what happens to him. I'm assuming he survived because mm-hmm. that's really an unceremonious way for <laughs> King Bradley to die. <laughs> but they can't right. find him. And then they shoot to Hawkeye and some of Mustang's men, Brita and Frere, and they're preparing for the upcoming day. And then within the military and central, all the chosen generals, which is that group of like higher ups that know about the plan and they're assuming that they're going to be spared or whatever. They're helping King Bradley and the homunculuses. They're all panicking over the furious possible death. And Olivier sees this as her chance to try to take control before she can even get a chance to do anything, though. Father and Sloth show up to go, hey, we got this. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, well, damn. <laughs> And yeah. then you shoot to the next episode, episode 47, Emissary of Darkness. Edward and his group get to where Hohenheim is at, that, uh, that little village. And Hohenheim tells Edward and his group about the promised day so that they're up to speed with what Elfons already knows. And then in return, after punching him in the face, Edward tells <laughs> his dad about his mother's dying words. Can kind of see a hint of Edward viewing the how it affects his father, and that there might might still be humanity within him. And Edward obviously has very conflicting feelings about his father abandoning him and his family being torn apart, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward's group, him and Greed and the two Chimera, they go to leave, and they run into Alphonse in the forest. But it's not really Alphonse; he's being controlled by Pride. So Alphonse mm-hmm. is asleep or away or whatever, but Pride's pretending to be him, and then he suddenly attacks the group. And just as he's about to get the upper hand, Edward kind of figures out that Pride is attacking from the shadows and uses alchemy to completely black out the slums, the village they were nearby, and all the lights. And it's a particularly dark, overcast night, so removing that light source denies Pride the use of the shadows. And in total darkness, Heinkel, one of the Chimera, the lion, I think, uses his hunting abilities, like as a nocturnal animal, to find and attack Pride's body the vessel that he uses, the little child body that he uses to mm-hmm. cart himself around. Yeah. And then Gluttony appears and attacks Edward and Greed and Darius. And Greed is a bit disadvantaged in the dark, so he agrees to switch places with Ling. And Ling uses Chi detection abilities. It's one of those things that the writers kind of pulled out of their ass. But okay, they're Eastern and they can mm-hmm. detect Chi. Cool. They can see in the dark now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Ling is using his ability to detect Chi to fight Gluttony. And then Gluttony, seeing that he's losing the upper hand, transforms into that big devouring gateway that he uses, that giant maw. And Mm -hmm. just when you think, okay, how are they going to be able to stop him this time? Because they're about to get eaten and most of them can't even see. Then Lan Farn shows up, you know, Ling's retainer, the one that lost her arm. She's got a new automail arm and she is just slicing Gluttony up and he is not having it. Badass return. No, it was cool. When she showed up, I was like, who the hell is this? She's whooping his ass. She's fat. She's ninja fast, too. Right. So that's the end of that episode. Then we finally shoot to episode 48, The Oath in the Tunnel. Ling and Lanfon are both fighting Gluttony. And Hankel, the lion chimera, continues to fight Pride. Meanwhile, Mustang visits Madame Christmas at her hostess bar. And he's informing her that Salim is a monkeyless because he's just going around telling everybody. Right. Uh, the shoot back pride manages to overwhelm Heinkel because some villagers show up with a torch and cast a shadow. And all they see is a, a monster, like a lion attacking a child. They're like, what? No. Mm-hmm. And then when he attacks 
both Heinkel and the villagers, they drop their torch and then like a big fire happens in the forest. And well, there goes that pride can now finish them off. But before he can do that, Edward jumps in to save Heinkel and he uses his auto mail to block the blows from pride. Pride's got sharp blades coming from the shadows. But if you remember, Ed's auto mail was recently reinforced with carbon, you know, because of the northern auto mail to make yeah. it stronger. So mm-hmm. he's able to block Pride's blows. Shoot back to Central, where Mustang is meeting with Madame Christmas. Spies from Central are following Mustang to the bar, and then they receive news that Madame Christmas is actually his foster mother. And they're like, oh, hell no, we got to get in there. But the bar suddenly <laughs> yeah. explodes. And they, because yeah. I guess they knew they'd be followed eventually. So they, they blew up the bar, and Mustang and Madame Christmas escape into the sewers and they kind of part ways and Mustang promises that he's going to see this thing through. And she's like, I don't want to see you in a body bag and, you know, pleasantries mm-hmm. and all that. He goes and he meets up with uh, Hawkeye, Breda and Frary, his, his people. And he confirms his plan to take over central and updates them on what happened to King Bradley. They shoot back and pride takes over Alphonse's armor again, because he realizes that his attacks are not having effect on Edward how do you think he realizes this? I'll tell you. Or rather, Edward <laughs> would tell you. So, uh-huh. Pry is confused about not being able to, like, to attack Edward and, like, cut him. And Edward's like, yeah, because I got this reinforced carbon mail, so now you can't cut me. I'm like, Edward, if you don't shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> shut up. Why do you always have to explain why you have the upper hand? Let him be confused for a bit. So, immediately, Pry switches tactics. He takes over Alphonse's armor again, prepares to fight Edward. But Edward was already anticipating this and Fu waiting in the wings who had come with Lan Fon. They're both retainers of Ling. He throws up a flash bomb, which completely overwhelms all the shadows with blinding light. And it breaks Pride's control and his connection or his tether over Alphonse's armor. Darius then takes his Alphonse's armor body to safety and Gluttony stumbles into the fight between Edward and Pride. Now, Pride kind of sees, okay, Ling and Lanfon can sense homunculi. And Gluttony and Pride, they're both getting their ass kicked a bit. So Pride goes, huh, let me just go ahead and eat Gluttony. Gluttony's like, no, don't eat right. me. No, <laughs> don't eat me. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> and Pride's like, whatevs. So he ate Gluttony to kind of absorb his life force and replenish his life and gain Gluttony's sense of smell. Also his appetite, but he'll deal with that. And right. so he can detect <laughs> Edward's group. And he even detects that Hohenheim is nearby. So now he knows that Hohenheim is nearby and he's getting ready to attack them. And then it shoots the central Mustang makes the first move in his plot to retake central by capturing King Bradley's wife. And that's where we end. Uh, So he's very polite about it though. He like roped up her two guards and was like, Hey, I'm sorry. Gonna have to have you come with me. Don't worry. We're not going to hurt you. And she's super scared too. She's like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) So yeah, like you said, things are popping off. Maybe not as quickly in the very, very beginning, but 47 or 48, it's just nothing but people fighting. And yeah, the, the promised day is rapidly approaching. So we will have to see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Speaking well, of where it goes, we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the end of the episode here. So before we go, let the people know if they want to find you, these deals you're getting, your pickups, maybe get a hold of that Pikachu Game Boy Advance. Where can they locate you at? They can check me out on eBay at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more on Instagram where I post some of the things that I get at gamer goodies more and Twitter 
at goodies underscore more. And don't forget 15% off my eBay store now through Valentine's Day. Excellent. All right. And if you want, you can find our official Facebook podcast page at facebook.com slash player two is enter the pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. We appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. And I'll always usually tweet out about the episodes when they come up. We have a YouTube channel called player two is enter the podcast. We'll upload episodes as well and clips that we use uh, on Facebook. And of course I have my own YouTube channel where I archive my Twitch streams called MC paper stacks plays. If you're on Twitch and you want to come and hang with me, you can find me at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. Currently, the schedule is Mondays at 9 Eastern. I do Brawlers or Warriors games. Fridays at 10 Eastern, I do Horror games. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays is the main stream at 8 Eastern. Right now, I'm playing through Cyberpunk, getting pretty close to the end, I think. And we upload new episodes every single Sunday. Our main hub is anchor.fm slash player2 is under the pod. Feel free to visit us, or you can listen to us wherever podcasts are available, like Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And of course, you can email us any questions, comments, stream suggestions, concerns, criticisms, mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. That's the show. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Hope you have a good one. We will talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.